0: Turn to somebody and say, I see some glory on you already. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Give him a hug. You may be seated in the house of God. Pastor Daniel and Karen, we love you. We appreciate you guys and inviting us and having us here and hosting us so well. And it's been wonderful to see you in in Maui, but it's even more wonderful to see you here in this house. And you know what? That desire you had to move and to prophesy, uh, hey, it says covet. To prophesy and desire spiritual gifts. So that was from the Lord. And that's God's heart that we would have that kind of heart to move with Him and to flow. In the anointing. Well, we're very excited tonight. We're just uh, believing to have a fun time. I believe tonight's just going to be a celebration, impartation service. Is that all right? Amen. And God just caused us to celebrate. I don't know about you, but I feel the wind of spirit. There's some wind that shifted over this city and over our lives, and God's just blowing by His anointing and setting us up for all that He wants to do. And so uh, we're going to be just sharing tonight. My wife will share some I'm going to share, and we're just going to believe that good things are going to take place, and there's going to be some impartation that will be released. How many know it's not just about information, it's about impartation, and that means that God wants to release some things to us, if you will, make a deposit within our life, so that we can walk away changed and have something with us that we can operate with. I love it when somebody makes a deposit in your in my bank account, you know, because then you have something to work with. And so, I tell you what, that's what we're going to believe that will happen uh, as we share, as we minister. Jesus said, my words, they are spirit and they are Life. And so they're not just words that we articulate, but they are the release of God inside of us. And so we're excited to be able to, to believe for that to take place. It's just a, a wonderful area that you guys live in. It's a blessing to visit here. But how much even more important it is in the spirit to have the beauty of the Lord released.
1: Amen. Amen. And I just want to say um, just how much we appreciate how warmly you've all received us. And uh, we we feel like whenever we walk in the door that we are received as family here. And uh, we really appreciate that. We also really appreciate how you've provided such fabulous weather for us. Um, I know that... uh uh, last last year when we came I think it rained Pretty much the majority of the time that we were here From what I understood it, it kind of rained Most of your summer last year But this has just been absolutely wonderful We'd like to ask you guys to pray with us tomorrow As we go down to Seward And we're going to take a little glacier cruise To see the beauty um, It was our, our 30th anniversary About a week and a half ago Amen And so Still on our honeymoon That's right um, we're going to be going home on Tuesday, but we thought we'd take tomorrow to just see some more, a little bit more of the Alaskan beauty. So if y'all, y'all could just pray with us for great weather tomorrow, we would appreciate it. And we're going to tag team tonight. And uh, as my husband said, we're really believing for impartation. We're going to do some activation. We believe that everybody here that's here tonight is going to get a word. Okay? Not necessarily from us, but from God. All right? Because we're going to activate you. We're going to lay hands on you. We're going to bless you. We're going to pray over you. Paul said this to the Romans. He said, I, he said, I, pray, I pray that I might come to you, that I might impart some spiritual gift to the end that you might be established. And that really is our heart. Our heart, again, is not just to give you another great message, but it really is to leave you with an impartation that will carry you forward into this next season of blessing that God has for you. Amen? So we're going to kind of tag team and uh, see where the Lord takes us tonight.
0: How many know that it's just awesome to be in the presence of the Lord and allow Him to move? Uh, I believe that in my heart, worship is a key for bringing everything into focus. And I believe that part of what God loves to accomplish and loves to do is that when we worship, we literally set the stage for God to operate and for the anointing to be released. I, uh, in Florida, we have a lot of storm systems that come in. And I'm sure you have just a few of those things. Now, we get them. They're a little more, they're pretty violent when they come in. You get them in the winter. We get them in the summer. We get uh, thunder and lightning and and rain and torrential things and all kinds of stuff that wants to come. But, you know, you can sense the atmosphere beginning to shift and beginning to change. And uh, I believe when we praise, literally we can set the stage. We believe that uh, the prophetic and the move of the Spirit all goes in concert with the release of praise and worship rightly before the throne of God. In fact, in Chronicles, you'll find that that uh, the sons of the prophets and the chief musicians in the house of the Lord, many of them were the same and they worked in concert together. It said that when the trumpeters and the singers began to make one sound, that it said that the glory began to fill the house of the Lord in such a way the priest could not stand to minister. God showed up big time. And I believe that as we worship, we literally release the atmosphere, if you will, Uh, in, in Florida. When that atmosphere changes, all of a sudden, and we can hear thunder like that and booming out and we can see the lightning flashing right and left with the lightning capital of the world and we can hear the wind of god beginning to blow the power of God beginning to strike and the thunder of His voice beginning to be released and the rain of His presence. I believe that's what happens when we begin to praise and set the stage rightly for God to operate. And so I believe it's so important, you know, uh, as a prophetic minister, you know, honey, it's important sometimes when uh, you feel a little dry if you just let the anointing come. You know, Elisha said one time, you know, he had to give this word to this king that he didn't care for. And he didn't think he could do it without getting his soul caught up into it and being able to minister rightly. And so he said, bring me a minstrel. I need to get myself in tune. Sometimes when we worship, what happens is literally we're getting ourselves in tune with heaven and with God. And all of a sudden, I believe we begin to vibrate on the right frequency. We tune up with God and we begin to operate. When your car's not tuned up, you know, hey, you may find yourself in a ditch or just barely clogging along and sputtering. But boy, when you get tuned up, it roars and it goes with power. And I believe that's what God's doing with the body of Christ. He's setting the stage. You know, uh, we, we like to say what, that we are in made in God's image and likeness. And what I like to say is that uh, what, what, what that means is that we have God's DNA inside of us. And when I say DNA, I mean divine nature attributes that we are partakers of the divine nature as Peter said and that we are recipients of these promises and they change us when God speaks to us I believe it begins to align our DNA structure to be able to look and act like him the way we're supposed to all your children don't look exactly alike they don't act exactly alike but there's something about them that begins to resemble you if you're the dad or the mom that they begin to take on a certain characteristic of who you are and of the family and they begin to exhibit that and I I believe that's what God has called you and I to do. And I believe in this season of time, more than ever before, God's looking for a particular thing to take place. God loves to deal with nations and generations and that God is going to move again in this generation. He has preserved and reserved us for a season of time that He yet wants to release His strength. There may be darkness in the earth, but God says those that are mine are going to rise and shine, and they're going to cause the earth to begin to align to God's purposes. And I believe that's what God is saying to you and I in this day and hour, that He's releasing His strength so that we can be transformers in the earth. How many want to believe that you can bring the transformation transformation effect into your territory, into your family, into all that God would give you influence over. And so that's what we're believing for, that God would raise up, if you will, a transformation generation. And look with me, if you will, for a moment in Isaiah chapter 61. And this is a very famous passage, but it is the very proclamation of the heart of the Lord, I believe, uh, for this generation that we're living in as well. And he Uh, rose, if you remember, one day in the midst of the synagogue and Jesus took the scrolls of Isaiah and he opened them up to this passage and he began to make a declaration about himself and about his call of destiny and what he would accomplish in the earth and he said the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. How many know you've got to believe that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, not just upon your pastor not just upon some great prophet that comes to town or some evangelist you've seen on TV, but you've got to believe that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord dwells inside of you and that He has anointed you. If you are a Christian, that means you are an anointed one. And so we have to understand the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, He said, is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Turn to somebody and say, watch out, there's some anointing on me. And the reason that the anointing comes upon you is purposeful so that you can proclaim something It's called good news. And you know what? When you're locked up and somebody opens up the door for you, that's good news. When your car won't start and somebody comes and fixes it and gets it going on the road again, that's good news. When your family's falling apart and somebody decrees to you that there can be freedom from shame and pain and the things the enemy's trying to do, whoa, that's good news. When you find out that God has made you in a way that you can operate on a higher plane than you have in the the prior parts of your life, and you step up on that, there's a highway of holiness that you can live out. I'm telling you what, that's good news. Shame gets broken, and the release of the glory begins to come our way. And it says, He has uh, sent me to heal brokenhearted. Just a few out there, folks, they've had their heart broken, even some in the church but the good news is God's already prepared a way for you to be made whole for you to be made right and so he's raising up a generation knowing how to deal with the, the broken parts and he said to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound well that's good news when you're a prisoner and you get that letter of pardon and they said go on you're free are you kidding me you think a little smile might get on your face a little getting this in your heart and you might just skip out of that place I tell you says so like a calf released from the stall you'll begin to just dance and shout and skip and jump and just say hey 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 here we go i'm free to proclaim the acceptable, the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion, those that are uh, dealing with grief. The Lord says, I have a way for you to be free, to give you a Holy Ghost exchange, the beauty that God intended for you to be out of the ashes of your life and the garment of praise for that heaviness that tried to come upon you. And they may be called the trees of righteousness, the very planting of the Lord, and He will be glorified and they shall rebuild The old ruins, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair even the ruined cities and the desolations of many generations, and they shall be named the priests of the Lord, and they shall call you the servants of God. And you shall have the riches of the people and the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. And instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess the double portion that God intended for them to walk in. God says He's not only going to bring salvation into your life to heal your heart and set you free, but He has something in mind for cities and nations and territories and that God, if He, by the Word of the Lord through Jesus, would speak over a city and say, Woe unto you, Bethsaida, and He would make a declaration over a city, then if He would speak a curse or say there's judgment coming, He would also speak a blessing and say, Because you have received Me so, you have received the strength that I want to bring to you. And I'm telling you, God has something that He wants to do in the hearts of His people that begins to have a faith about cities, nations, and territories. And that God's raising up a heart of visitation that says, Lord, we want to do our part to bring change in the earth. And Lord, we want to be rightly equipped not just because we want to say I got a degree or I have something that somebody says about me that's honorable, but more than that, that I have the capacity to do the work and to get the job done. And I see the fruit that will remain because I operate the way God has called me to. And so we see that this declaration that was made by Jesus over Himself was not something He was just saying, it's me. He's saying, I'm going to raise up all those that follow after me. I'll give them power and authority in my name. You will go out and you will do these works and greater things you'll see take place because you believe. You believe that you are sent by the Father as well. And you are a joint heir with me and I have provided that which you have need of and so you can go and set the captive free as well. Then all of a sudden we operate in a different kind of faith and we believe for things that seemingly look impossible in the natural and we say, why not God? Instead of looking at the problems we begin to uh, visualize the possibilities and say, well God, could it be And so God's looking for that visionary heart, that prophetic release to begin to happen inside of the church. He said, I will build my church upon the foundation in Ephesians 2.20 of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself is the chief cornerstone, but apostolic and prophetic ministry points to the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when the church is built rightly upon that foundation, it aligns to the life of Jesus. That means we begin to act and look and demonstrate just like Jesus us dead then all of a sudden we begin to do the works of Christ and the kingdom that he said we were to cry out to come begins to be demonstrated and the kingdom comes nigh unto those that are indeed He said, if I by the finger of God cast out the devil, then you know that the kingdom of God has come unto you. And so if we have that authority and that place to operate in dominion and demonstration, then we can say here the kingdom is being released because you're being set free. That's the transformation effect that God says we have the opportunity and the privilege to enter in with Him in this kind of ministry. And I believe one of the keys that God says must be set rightly in the church, as it says there in Ephesians 2.20, Ephesians 3.5, He says that uh, the apostles and prophets are going to be ministries of revelation. He said, I will reveal mysteries by my Holy Spirit through the apostles and prophets that I will send. He said in Luke 11, I will send you apostles and prophets. That's what the wisdom of God God said He would do. And He said, The wisdom of God will send you apostles and prophets, though some will reject. The Lord says, I have released them as a key that would bring the key of knowledge. And that it would bring the blessing of God's release into the earth that He intended to bring. As I said uh, the other day here in this house, I said, we've been to a lot of nations, and I've seen what corruption and witchcraft and the assignments of curses and, and what hell tries to do in many places. It locks up the treasures that are in the earth and the talents and giftings and abilities of a people. But when the Word of the Lord comes, it begins to speak to the reality of what God's put inside of them and has put inside of a nation side of a territory and all of a sudden the opportunity is to break loose from that darkness and from that covering. To, when you say discover something, that means you uncover it. It was covered but not anymore. And so that release of uncovering the, the fullness of what God intended has uh, come by the opportunity of hearing the word of the Lord. If we hear what God has to say in Revelation that gave a word to every one of those seven churches, a personal prophetic word. I know your works. I know what you've done. I know everything in between. I know the good things and the bad things. But if you will hear what I have to say today, you will be a part of my overcoming church. That's my heart. God, I want to be a part in these last days of not the afraid church, not the running away church, not the traditional church, not the church that's living out of the status quo or kind of riding the fence. God, I want to be a part of that overcoming church that brings an overcoming anointing into the earth. The earth waits and groans for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God to take their place. And I believe that you and I are called to a higher calling than we could ever even begin to imagine. And when we begin to get a glimpse of the glory God's intended, we're going to naturally ascend. We're going to naturally rise up. We're going to naturally see the glory begin to shine over our lives. I want you to look with me just for a moment over in Amos uh, chapter two and listen to what it said about the children of Israel. Their calling was to go in and to possess some land for the Lord. How many believe that God may be even calling the church of Wasilla to possess some land in this city, if you will, a territory that he's called us to and saying, Drive out the enemy and do what? Take a possession and bring a stronghold for the Lord. Where the enemy thought he had a strong place to to hold on to people's lives, we're going to break his hold and we're going to build a stronghold for God. Where God will have a stronghold on people's lives. Amen? And look what it says, the strategy that God intended for the people of God to go in and possess was. It says in Amos chapter 2 and verse 9. It says this, Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite. And the Amorite, listen, is always indicative of a spirit of pride. And there's a lot of pride in the earth. And there's a lot of pride sometimes in the church. But God said He's going to deal with it. Yet it was I who destroyed the Amorite before them, whose height was like the height of the cedars. And uh, he was as strong as the oaks, yet... I destroyed his fruit from above, and I went to the root of the matter and his roots from beneath. Also, it was I who brought you up out of the land of Egypt and led you forty years through the wilderness. God was doing and dealing and working with His people to prepare them to go in and do what? Possess the land. We're not just going through commitment times on the altar. We're not just going through uh, the times of discipleship and times of change just for us to look better and feel better. No, it's so that we can do the work rightly that God's called us to. He was preparing them for something. And He said this, I led you uh, out of the land of Egypt, and I fed you and led you all these years in the wilderness to possess. Everybody say, to possess. To possess, this is why, to possess the land of the Amorite, that which the spirit of pride thought that it was safe in. No way. We're coming in, we're dispossessing, and we are possessing for the Lord. I raised up, this was my plan for you to possess, I raised up some of your sons to be prophets and some of your young men to be Nazarites. I raised up a prophetic generation and I was looking for a holy generation. A dedicated generation. But unfortunately, too many in the church, too many in the earth, too many words began to be said as this. You commanded the prophets saying, do not prophesy. In other words, I don't think we need that in our church. I don't think we need that in this city. I don't think we need that here in this place. And you said, no, we reject your plan, oh God. We don't need the prophetic and we don't need the prophets. Behold, but I am weighed down by you because you also gave the nazarites wine to drink and you said it's okay you don't have to be so holy you don't have to be so righteous you don't have to live a right kind of life before the lord that's dedicated and because you rejected my plan behold i'm way down by you as a cart full of sheaves is weighed down in other words i would love to do a lot but i can't Therefore, the flight shall perish from the swift, and the strong shall not strengthen his power, nor shall the mighty man deliver himself. He shall not stand who handles the bow. The swift of foot shall not escape, nor shall he who rides a horse deliver himself. The most courageous men of might shall flee away naked in that day, says the Lord, because they thought they had it together and they thought they could handle it in their own strength or in their traditions. Mark said it this way in chapter 7. He says, uh, the word of God has come to naught because of your traditions. Or it says that uh, I was unable to to operate in power because you hung on to the wrong things. But God said, I had a plan in mind from the beginning and this was it. You'll go and possess as you receive a prophetic anointing and as you arise as a holy nation, then I will be able to fight for you and work with you and I will bring a breaking off of the curse and the power of the enemy and I will release my church to be what I intended it to be and the gates of hell cannot prevail against that kind of church. Built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets in the earth. And now just one more scripture here uh, about this topic. But look here in Jeremiah chapter 1 as it talks about uh, the call of Jeremiah. I believe it also speaks to the call upon our lives personally and upon the church in this generation. And it says this, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, what? I sanctified you and ordained you to be a prophet. Where? To the nations. Do you think God is still sending prophets to the nations? I can remember the word of the Lord that came over my life when I was 16. And a man of God came and began to decree over me and say, Son, you will be a prophet to the nations. And then the word continually coming over my life from many varied sources say, You will have a double portion of your father's ministry. And like Elijah received from Elisha, there will be a mantle that you will carry in the last days. And all these words began to grow in my heart over a period of time. And even though in that season, you know, I was a little bit timid, and it seemed like a little too much. And I felt, God, I don't know how I'm ever going to get that done. And I've looked at my dad as a, as a hero in the faith and someone who's so strong. How am I ever going to be able to go to the nations and do those things? And yet, you know what I did? I remained faithful and I just said, God, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I believe somehow you're going to fulfill your word. Your word does not return void to you, but it accomplishes that which is set to do. And so, God, I'm going to just be faithful. And there were years of just being faithful. But I'm telling you today, I've been to scores of nations. I've sat in uh, the the presidential palaces at times and ministered to presidents and and over uh, nations. I've had the Word of the Lord and I've ministered in conferences and ministered over pastors and leaders of denominations and had all kinds of opportunities to minister these things that God has given to me to do. And yet, if I wouldn't have been faithful over the little, these words would have come to naught. But if I would have uh, just said, oh, well, someday, maybe, but not really believed, I don't believe... It would ever come to me, but because I said, Okay, God, I don't know how, but I choose you and I choose into the high calling, and I believe you want to touch the nations of the earth. And if you need somebody and you're saying you want to use me, here am I, Lord. As Isaiah said, Here am I, Lord, send me. I mean, even he said, You know, I feel like I'm full of uh, uncleanness and, and I need a coal from the fire and I don't think I can do this thing. But when God got done, he said, Hey, you're going to go and do all that I called you to. He said to Jeremiah, He said this. I've ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. He said, but God, oh, Lord God, you don't understand. I I can't speak and I can't do this thing. I'm just a child. I'm just a youth. And then God says to him, hey, 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 whoa, stop talking like that. Because you're going to go everywhere I've called you to go. And you're going to say all that I've called you to say. But just remember this. You can't be afraid of their faces. In other words, you can't be a man pleaser. You're going to have to be a God pleaser. And I'm telling you, there's an affliction that's bringing a, 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 a terrible disease in the church of powerlessness because too many are choosing the path of saying, I've got to please everybody and make them feel comfortable, make sure that things are convenient and easy, make sure everybody likes me. But that's never God's intent. God's looking for leaders that are not going to say, I've got to please the people first, but I'm going to please you, God, and whatever it takes, I'm going to do it to get the job done. And he was looking for that prophetic edge to be upon him, that he would not be afraid the faces of men. Turn to somebody and say, I'm not afraid of your face. For I am with you to deliver you from their face. I mean, from whatever you face. (laughs) Then listen, there's then that said, but then the word of the Lord came and I put forth my hand. He says, then the Lord put forth his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth and I have this day set you over the nations and the kingdoms and you will root out, pull down, destroy, throw down and then build and plant the kingdom of God. You will deal with the enemy and then you will release my glory. I believe that's what apostles and prophets are called to do. And I believe that God wants to put His Word in our mouths. And it's not just some prophet here or there, but I believe what God said in the last days He will do is that He will take of His Spirit and He will pour it out upon all flesh. And when He is done, the sons and the daughters that are in the house of God will begin to prophesy, have dreams and have visions and they will arise with a mantle of revelation. And I believe that means that you and I have the opportunity to be a voice for off. Now, how many feel inside of you that there is a sense of a high calling of God, that God has called you to be a voice for Him, and literally you sense that perhaps there is even that unction of the Holy One to be a voice in the nations of the earth, and that God would send you even specifically to do a work for Him in these last days. If you sense that, I want you to stand up right now. And I want to believe that as we pray, that there will be release of God's grace. What is God's grace? grace grace and gifting is the same word in the new testament that means that god is going to grace you with a gift to be able to operate to do the work that you need that means god's going to enable and empower you after that you have received the holy spirit god says you shall receive the power to get the job done now just lift up your hands toward heaven because it is the Lord that will bless you. I believe he is taking some coals from the altar and touching some lips right now. I believe that God is taking his hand and touching our mouths as he did Jeremiah and saying, Son, daughter, I will put my words in your mouth. You may feel too young too dumb, too too uh, unqualified. You may feel like there's just something about you that's not right. You're not pretty enough, smart enough, whatever you think. God says, let's put that aside. Just like He said to Jeremiah, He says, don't say that anymore. Don't believe that anymore, for you will go to all that I send you, and you will say all that I will cause you to say, and I will be with you to deliver you wherever you go. So lift up your hands to the Lord. Father, I thank you that we are not going to be a timid, fearful people that cower away from the call of God, but as we lift up our hands to You, and Father, as I stand here as an apostle of God, as my wife is here, even with that prophetic release of the fire of God, Father, I agree right now for release of the prophetic apostolic anointing to begin to abide upon this congregation and those that are standing now, believing to receive of a mantle and to begin to run with the vision and being willing, oh God, to be a voice for You. Father, we will not choose to be silent. We will not back away and say we will be comfortable. We will not say I'm afraid, but we will step up and do the things that You ask us to do in obedience and we will trust You that You will bring the fruit. You are the one that accomplishes and finishes the thing. Your Word goes forth and it does not return void. But Father, if you need a voice, if you need one to speak, if you need one to decree, if you need one to pray, if you need one to say, what needs to be said, oh God. Here am I. Lord, here am I. Come on, your dedication is to God. Your dedication is before the throne. Your dedication is being witnessed by the seven spirits. Your dedication is being witnessed by the angelic host. Your dedication is being witnessed by those that are righteous and have gone before us, standing in the balconies of heaven, cheering us on, saying, Yes, they're the ones we need. Father, here am I. I will go to the nations of the earth. I will go into this city. I will go into my school or into my work. Place I will go into the halls of government if need be. I will go wherever you send me. It, it may be a great city or it may be just a rural place on the side of a mountain. But wherever you send me, God, I'm going to say, let me be faithful to fulfill your high calling. Lord, raise up your apostles, raise up your prophets. In you know, these last days, let the witnesses arise that will witness to who you are and demonstrate your kingdom in the earth. Give a shout to the Lord. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. This uh, this gentleman right here on the second row right here. What is your name? Yes. Terrence. Stretch your hands out towards Terrence. Father, I thank you for Terrence and the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, I am lighting a fire in you because I am making you a prophetic fire starter throughout this land, says the Spirit of God. The Lord says that you've come out of a season of encountering me. You've come out of a season of sensing my presence and seeing my hand in a powerful way. And the Lord says, Son, that you went through your days of feeling like you were Jeremiah the prophet, crying out, the weeping prophet, crying out for generation. But the Lord says, son, I want you to know that you're going to see much fruit from your intercession. You're going to see much fruit even in your own family. You're going to see much fruit even in the open doors. For I've made you a mighty warrior for my kingdom, says the Lord. I have made you a Joshua in this land, says the Lord. And the Lord says, son, I want you to know that every place you put your foot, I have given it to you. The Lord says, son, I am extending your dominion. Son, I am increasing your authority authority. The Lord says, son, I am building the power, the power resource, the power dynamo that has been in you. The Lord says, son, you're going to heal the sick. You're going to raise the dead. You're going to prophesy the word of the Lord that is going to light a generation on fire. Now, father, I loose that mantle upon him, father God, with fire and with power in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. Father, I thank you for Micah and Chanel. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is upon them, and Lord, for their entire family. And the Spirit of the Lord says, son and daughter, I want you to know that I've been doing a work, equipping, training, stretching, making, molding you, says the Spirit of God. And the Lord says that I'm pleased at how pliable you have been in my hand. And the Lord says that you're like a diamond that has been mined out of the hills, that looked initially like just a rough stone. But the Lord says, son and daughter, I began and cutting upon you, and it wasn't comfortable to your flesh, you got pushed out in some things that you said, man, we are so not ready for this. You got pushed out into things, and you said, pastor, that's just not my gift. You got pushed out into things, and you said, this is really not me, but the Lord said that I'm like the master stone cutter, that I looked past all the rough spots, I looked past all the stuff, says the Lord, and I saw the solid diamond that was in you, says the Lord. So the Lord says, I began to cut upon you, and I began to grind upon you, and I began to polish you, says the Lord, and I am making of you that which is a multifaceted dimension for ministry, says the Lord. For there are going to be those that are going to say, oh, they're prophets. And there's going to be those that are going to say, oh, they're apostles. And there's going to be those that say, no, they're evangelists because they win souls. There's going to be those that say, man, they're awesome pastors. There's going to be those that say, man, they teach the word. What are they? And the Lord says there's going to be such a multifaceted dimension to what I bring out of you. The Lord says that the body of Christ is going to be built and edified. For the Lord says that I will cause a multitude, a a multidimensional gifting to flow out of you, says the Lord. And you will reflect and refract my light. You will be demonstrators of my glory. Signs and wonders will come out of you. The Lord says the songs of Zion will come out of you. You will write music. That will cause uh, the glory of God to fall. And you will record it and send it out, not just in the region, but unto nations, says the Lord. But the Lord says, don't ever try to define yourself by saying, I am this. Because one word will never be able to encompass all that I am building in you. All that I am fashioning in you, son and daughter. Know that I am pleased with you. Know that I've seen your heart in times of sacrifice and in times of testing. And the Lord says son and daughter I am well pleased I am well pleased well done son and daughter now enter in to a new day of grace to a new day of authority and to a new day of power declares the Spirit of the Lord hallelujah <clears throat> Leota Leota where did you end up Leota Leota's is one of our graduates of our Bible calls. Leota, come on down here real quick. Hallelujah. I haven't seen her for a while. I just have a word of the Lord for you. The spirit of the Lord says, daughter, I want you to know I'm putting a demand on the anointing that's in you. And the Lord says, daughter, that I have put a lot inside of you. I've invested much by my spirit. You've invested much in my kingdom. The Lord says, daughter, that there you went through a, a dry space and a dry time for a season. You went through a wilderness season where you kind of had to, uh, to to battle against some, some dark forces. But the Lord says, just as my son went into the wilderness and had to face the... Devil head on when he came out of that wilderness place he was filled with power he was filled with miracles he was filled with fire and the Lord says daughter I want you to know that nations are waiting for you says the Lord I want you to know that the call to nations has not passed you by for the Lord says daughter I am yet going to use you to touch nations to shape nations nations and generations for there's going to be a multi generational anointing that's going to flow through you and life lives and hearts will be touched and changed and impacted. Now, Father, I loose that dimension to her now in Jesus name. Let's give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Now you can be seated. uh, We're talking about being a transformation generation. And and one of the things that we've got to have is we've got to have that apostolic prophetic anointing. And we've got to have that ability to understand that the heart of God is really to touch nations and generations. So the first thing we pray for you is for that release of anointing and revelation. But I wanted just to read you uh, for just a second a uh, a word that came in from one of our intercessors that I just thought would bless you as we're talking about the prophetic... Um, This is a word that whenever we go out, we've got a team of about thirty or forty intercessors that connects with us online the whole time we're gone, and they send us our prophetic sensings. And I just, huh? And they're praying. They're praying for all of you. I I just wanted to read this one uh, that that came uh, yesterday. And uh, this this one says, Pastor Jane, what I hear the Lord saying is uh, that I saw a gold. I saw a vial of golden oil flowing. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm making words up. Okay. I immediately saw a golden oil that was flowing with the pipeline there in Alaska. That carries the oil across the open expanse of land. As surely as man, as man has refused to access the oil here in Alaska to meet the need of man, I am releasing access of my oil, the Holy Spirit anointing, to meet the spiritual need of man that has far greater wealth, says the Lord. Man has too often prevented the flow of both kinds of wealth for this state and nation. But I am coming down to loose and release my oil for such a time as this. My oil will bring the much needed wisdom to release the wealth I intended for this state and for this nation from right there in Alaska, says the Lord. We release that word in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: And, you know, and part of what I think God is saying to uh, this nation and to this state as well as this city, but also to a generation, is that He wants to do something new in the heart of those that would lead. And I believe that what God is saying in this hour, that there must be, yes, those that lead by demonstration and by uh, that powerful release of God's grace and gifting, but He's also saying there must be a higher standard of the release of the apostolic fathering that God wants to see take place. And I believe that God is looking for a release of the anointing that something we might call the reproducing anointing. In fact, my father says this a lot of times. We want to be reproducers that reproduce reproducers. And so there's something about demonstrating the anointing of God, and that is a powerful thing that we must be able and willing to do. And that is an example to many, but there's also that capacity that God is looking for for us to rise up into that place of ability, not just to say, look what I can do, but now to say, God, how do I take that which I have received, and how do I release? it into the next generation or how do i release it into those that are rising and to be able to take their place because i don't want it uh, just to be that i'm able to do these things but i want to be able to equip the way god has called me to and i believe in ephesians 4:11 it says that the apostle the prophet the evangelist the pastor and the teacher are called to do something and that is to equip the saints And I believe that what that means is that when that whole hand of God, the apostle, you know, the the apostolic is usually used for the thumb because it can touch all of the hand and all the other ministries and it can oversee it and help grasp things and then that pointing finger of the prophet and that extending hand of that finger uh, of the evangelist that goes out and outreach that that ring finger of the pastor that's married to the saints. Come on, you got to pray for the pastors. Pray for us. Hallelujah. You know, we, we live day and night, but it's our joy as well. And then you know, that balancing finger, that little finger, that balancing of the teacher. And this is the hand of God. And it says, when my hand is released, then what we have is we have uh, ones arising that have a whole release of God. See, sometimes because we're just been willing to recognize one part, it's kind of like a single uh, you know, parent family. Maybe they're just getting the mom or the dad. And that's okay if you have to deal with that. That's what you do. But that wasn't God's plan. God's intent was there to be this expression that brought whole to people of all that God wanted to do. and I believe when we have the hand of God, all fivefold ministry functioning in the church the way it ought to, then I believe it brings forth that capacity for us to operate in all these abilities. I want to explain that a little bit to them but just about how when a, a saint is really equipped, what takes place?
1: You know, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. Uh, God has given those for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And so what, what the old mindset, the old order is this way of thinking. Is that it's the apostles job to do signs and wonders, the prophets job to prophesy, the pastors job to nurture and care and counsel, the teachers job to teach the saints and the evangelists job to win souls. How many have pretty much been raised with that kind of mentality? But that's not actually what Ephesians 4, and 12 says. It says that their job is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so, if you will, the goal is not to be a prophet or an apostle. God may call you to be that, but that's not the goal. The goal is to be a well-equipped saint. And a well-equipped saint will have had impartation from an evangelist so that you know how to win souls. Everybody needs to know how to win souls. I don't want to ever hear anybody say, I'm a prophet, I'm not called to win souls. We're all called to win souls, alright? You've had impartation from a teacher so you know how to study the Word and teach it and break it down and teach it to others. You've had impartation from a pastor so you know how to nurture and counsel and care for others. Amen? You've had impartation from a prophet, so you know how to hear the voice of God and say what God says. And you've had impartation from apostles, so you know how to be sent ones into whatever sphere of authority or whatever sphere of influence you're in, and you can do signs, wonders, and miracles there. That's what a well-equipped saint looks like, and that's what the fivefold ministry is given for. So how many want to be well-equipped saints for the work of the ministry? Amen? How many want to be mothers and fathers in Zion? How many want to take on the leadership mantle of a mother or a father in Zion and say, God, I'll do whatever it takes to do my part? I want you to stand up to your feet.
0: Come on. If you're willing to say, you know what happened I, when I became a dad... 28 years ago, on Father's Day, my daughter was birthed in uh, uh, in L.A., out in Los Angeles, as we were going to school out there. When I became a dad, you know what? There's a different mentality that takes place. Before, you know know, you're a man and everything revolves around you. You want your needs taken care of. And all of a sudden, when you really uh, grow into that place of being a father, then you have to kind of put yourself in another positioning. And now your life is spent in what you can do to care for those that God's given to you and to raise them up. And you know what? A father, he's not threatened by the strength of his children. In fact, he gets so proud and excited to see them rise up right alongside and even to go past and surpass him. My dad used to say it to me this way. He says, son, I'm looking for you to surpass me someday, but you got to understand uh, you're not going to get it by default. I'm not slowing up. So, you know, he's saying you better run fast to catch me. And I, I believe that's what a father says. I want to put the example out there rightly before your son or for daughter, but I also want to have a helping hand to see you arise in the fullness of strength and ability. That means you have to have that capacity to be a little bit selfless. Okay. Because remember what said in scripture, you know, you've been babies long enough, crying, crying, I just want to need, this is what I need, this is what I need, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And it said, you need to get off the milk and get on the meat. And when you get on the meat, then you can begin to be one that teaches others. Now come on, lift up your hands if you're saying, God, that's me, that's what I want to be. Father, you're looking for a church that's really ready to grow up. Lord, we're we're, we're getting past the stage of infancy, immaturity, and saying it's all about me, and we're laying those days behind us. When I was a child, I acted like that, but I'm not a child anymore. I'm growing up. I'm receiving that mantle of agape, selfless, giving, sacrificial love. I'm rising up into a mantle of motherhood and fatherhood, and I'm saying, God, I'm growing up not just so I can show off who I am, but I can demonstrate demonstrate you, and then reproduce these things in those that you had caused me to have opportunity to bless. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are a multi-generational God. And Lord, you started even that way in the family, and you're continuing to do these things. And so, Father, we lift up our hands to say, God, we want to take that rightful place that you've offered to us, and we're going to give our life. We're going to lay down our life. We're going to give our gift. We're going to release our strength, and we're going to do our part to raise up a radical, on fire, full of faith, powerful generation that will know who they are and receive that great love and understand they are a powerful release of faith in the earth that will bring change. Father, let us be a transformation generation because we've changed. You've turned the hearts of the fathers so the hearts of the children can be healed and the curse does not work. In the earth. The spirit of Elijah is being released in the last days. Mothers and fathers in Zion arise. Just give a shout to say, Yes, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: Amen. Just stay standing for just a second. I want to minister to this mother and father, Tammy and David. All right. Now, Father, I just bless Tammy and David right now. And I thank you, Father, that they are one of the mothers and the fathers in this house, Father God. And the Lord says, son and daughter, I want you to know that I've given you a heart to watch after my family. I have given you a heart to watch after things that other people don't see, that other people don't hear, that other people don't know. And the Lord says, son and daughter, that you are ones that I've called to stand in the gap. And the Lord says, son, that I am putting a fatherhood anointing upon you. And the Lord says that there are going to be those that you're going to spend time with, that you're going to invest yourself into, that you're going to begin to teach the basics, teaching the ways. The Lord says, son, that you're going to mentor uh, some young ones. You're going to bring them up in ways of integrity, ways of business understanding, ways uh, of, uh, of, uh, of mentoring them into an entrepreneurial anointing, an entrepreneurial spirit. The Lord says, son, I'm going to use you in a powerful way to to, man- to mentor and to mantle many in my kingdom, says the Lord. And the Lord says, daughter, I've given you a, a watermark. Watchman's eye, and I've given you a tender heart, says the Spirit of God. And the Lord says, daughter, you're very compassionate, but at the same time, you're like a mama bear. And the Lord says, daughter, that you're not afraid to go after those that are coming after my kids. You're not afraid to go after those and to, and to get in the way. The Lord says, daughter, you have a righteous hatred for the enemy, and you have a righteous hatred for anybody that's trying to use or abuse or distract uh, from the kingdom purposes. And the Lord says, daughter, I've set you like a watchman at the gate. And there's times that You stand at the door of the church and you just watch. And the Lord says, daughter, you bind and you loose. And you walk in the authority that I've called you to. Never underestimate, son and daughter, the hand of God upon you. Never underestimate that your greatest days are yet ahead of you, says the Lord. That your greatest days of service, your greatest days of the kingdom, your greatest days of ministry are yet ahead, declares the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. Another anointing that we want to just release to you is something that we call the family anointing. My husband just talked about it being the, uh, uh, the, the anointing, you know, that God is a multi-generational God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I think that we've probably all been around long enough to hear about generational curses. How many have heard a few things about generational curses? How many have maybe lived a few of your generational curses, okay? But you know what? I'm looking forward to the day that we spend more time talking about generational blessings than about generational curses, amen? My husband is actually a product of generational blessing because his father was the first in his family to get saved, and he brought a new heritage. Now listen, your natural family may not have given you a godly heritage, but you're now grafted in to the heritage of Jesus Christ being your brother, amen? And there is, a, there is a family anointing, I know, upon this house, and there's a family anointing upon the house that we operate in. Uh, currently, in our church, we have um, his father, we have our generation with his brother and sister, uh, and uh, the, the three siblings all working together in ministry. His brother's the CEO of our ministry, his sister works with the ministry, and we pastor the church in the ministry. And so all three siblings are working together. Every single one of uh, Bishop Hammond's grandchildren are in our church. Amen? Every single one of them can prophesy and can minister. Amen? Um, all three of our kids started prophesying at an early age, and now our grandchildren are being raised up, and all the grandchildren are in the church being raised up at the same time. Do you know that when your children get the Holy Spirit, they don't get a junior Holy Spirit? Y'all know they get the same Holy Spirit that heals the sick, that raises the dead, that's full of power. And last year we had something happen that I thought was really cute. Um, Our our granddaughter, Madison, was in the back of the church uh, being held by my daughter. And we were in a time of worship. And she was maybe not quite two at the time. And my husband was up front and he said, I want us all just to go quiet for a moment. And I want us to just listen to the Lord. And so the whole church kind of went quiet. And we're not a quiet church. We don't generally do quiet very well, okay? But we were, So we're not often quiet, but there was, a, there was a quietness. And he said, I want you just to listen to the Lord. And so when everything went quiet, my granddaughter said to my, my daughter, uh, What's happening? What's happening? And she said, Well, Papa wants us to listen to what Jesus is saying. Can you listen to what Jesus is saying? And Madison said, Mm-hmm. And she closed her eyes. And then she opened them. And she said, Did you hear Jesus say something? And she said, Mm-hmm. And she said, Well, what did he say? And Madison said, And Crystal says to her, no, 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 what did he say, Madison? And Madison looked at her like, I just told you. And she did it again. And the second time she did it, from the pulpit, now they were in the back of the church, my husband gets up and says, I just hear God saying, He is sending His wind of His anointing into this place. He is filling this place with the breath of God. Come on, our children ought to be raised hearing the voice of God. There is a family anointing, a generational anointing that God wants to bring forth. There was one Sunday last year, a couple years ago, that my husband was preaching in Florida. I was preaching in California. Our oldest daughter was preaching in Colorado. His brother was preaching in New York. His dad was preaching someplace overseas. All of this in our family just on one particular Sunday. Come on, how many believe that God has a destiny and a purpose for your entire family? Amen. How many of you have some family members that are not walking their destiny right now, and you're believing that it's time for the prodigals to come home? Amen. If you've got a prodigal that you're believing for, I want you to stand to your feet, and we're just going to release that word. Amen. For, For miracles for families. Miracles for prodigals to come home. Now, Father, we lift up our hands. We thank you, Father God, for that generational anointing for that generational power, for that generational release. And Father, right now, we call the prodigals home, right now, in Jesus' name. We command the scales to come off their eyes, the blindness and the deception that has hardened their hearts. We command breakthrough right now, and we call them home. Just shout out their names right now. Shout out their names right now. We call you home right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you can be seated, but I just also want to say that I believe it's also a year that God wants to do miracles for families. Amen. That there is a, there, there is a family anointing and a family miracle release that God wants to bring. And I want to minister this gentleman right here. Yes. Can I minister to you? Yes. What is your name? He came and speak. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this anointed man of God. And the Lord says, Son, you've been crying out for that which is supernatural. You've been crying out uh, for that which is seemingly impossible. But the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, I want you to know that I am the God of the impossible. And the Lord says, Son, I want you to put aside the blame. And I want you to put aside the shame. And I want you to lay aside the accusations. For the enemy has gotten you stuck in if only I would have done this. If only I would have done that. And the Lord says, Son, put aside the if-only's and know that I am a Redeemer. Know that I am a God that can take all the junk and begin to turn it around for the glory of my kingdom. The Lord says, Son, I have heard your cries, and your circumstance is not hopeless, says the Lord. So the Lord says tonight, be filled with new hope, says God. Be filled with new expectation. Be filled with a fresh joy. for. I have heard your prayers, and I am even dispatching angels to go forth and to begin to cause the miracle release to come forth on your behalf. I've not forgotten you, says the Lord, and I'm going to use you mightily as a testimony for my grace, my glory, and my kingdom, says the Spirit of God. Put it in gear during these seasons, says the Lord. The Lord says the enemy's trying to put you out of gear and put you in neutral. But the Spirit of the Lord says, Son, it's time to engage. It's time to put your faith in gear and shake off the dust of the last season because this next season is filled with promises, fulfillment, and power, says the Spirit of the Living God. Father, we bless Him now. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Father, we thank You. We thank You, Lord, for that work. We thank You, Father God, for that power. We thank You, Lord, for that release right now. Woo! In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, shandai! Whoo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Whoo! Amen. Hallelujah.
0: I just wanted to, to minister to you guys. Uh, what's your names? Rick, right there. Okay, that's so what I thought. That's right. I hear the Lord saying, son, I want you to know I'm going to cause you to be able to deal with a spirit of passivity that has even been a wave over many men's hearts. And there's going to be a release, even of strength. And you felt even me pushing you in the back at times saying, uh, I'm going to p- uh, force you even into some situations. And you said, God, I don't know if I want to have to go there. But the Lord says, son, as you obey, I began to break off even the assignment of the enemy, even against your own mind so that you would even raise your expectation. And I'm I'm going to cause even there to be a release, even a revelation that will come, that you're going to break off false expectations, that people have thought that they were supposed to be a certain way, and they thought this is the way it ought to be, but I'm going to begin to release strength even in the men, says the Lord, and I'm going to begin to cause even a re- new release of understanding of identity to come, and I'm going to show you some things in my word, and I'm going to demonstrate some things even in family, and I'm going to begin to show you how to operate with authority in these arenas, so that uh, the enemy we would not play games even with those that I've called to rise up in these days because the wall has fallen at times and there's been waves of invasion that have come into families and it's robbed even good things. But the Lord says, you've seen the devastation, but now you're going to see the demonstration of what I can do. And the Lord says, son, if you will believe me, you will see ministries birthed out of you and you will see ones that will run and go and bring forth mighty men of valor for these last days to get the work done, says the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want to release something to you. Are you guys together? Mary, what's your name? Greg and Wendy. Father, I thank you for Greg and Wendy. And the Lord says, Son, I want you to know I have deposited much inside of you. And you've had to pay a price to be able to receive some things because it wasn't easy. And you walked through even some times when you felt like uh, the enemy was having the upper hand. And you thought, well, God, uh, I don't know really what's happening, but I'm going to do my best to even pray and stay in faith. But you felt like you gave way to some things. But the Lord says, Son, I want you to know I have sustained you and I have prayed for you. And there is an intercession effect that has taken up uh, your cause, says the Lord, and that those that even you've looked at and said, what are they doing? And yet what they've been doing is they've been getting in the way of the enemy for you, says the Lord. And the Lord says, son, there is a covering that I am bringing you into as you step up into that place of authority, but also remain in humility. You're going to see that I'm going to keep you safe in this season, says the Lord. And the Lord says, even though your pride was hurt, even though you felt inside like it died for a season of time, I'm renewing some things for you, says the Lord, and I'm going to do some things that will show you that I am still God and I care for you and that you are my son and I have loved you greatly and dearly, says the Lord. And the Lord says, daughter, you prayed and you did what you could, even on the sidelines of some of these things, and yet you felt the effect. And I want you to know that even though you felt a little broken inside because you thought, God, am I not doing it right? But the Lord says, daughter, because you stayed in position. And because you stood, and having done all, you stood what you had to. And you didn't understand, but the Lord said you did stand. And because you stood, there is a grace that has been released for you. Even your future has been opened up, says the Lord. I see where there were doors that were closed in your face. There were roads that said, uh, this is the end of the road, and you can't go any further. But the Lord says, because you prayed and you asked me, I begin to open up some new ways for you, says the Lord. Lord. And I see some grating. I see some bulldozing. And I see some opening up where God says there's a road that wasn't there before. And I'm calling forth those things that are not as though they were. Even I put that spirit and anointing of faith inside of you, says the Lord. Now, I restore their faith, Father, to operate. Lord, they're men and women of, of high caliber and high quality. And they're going to operate in a faith in these last days. And though the enemy thought he could slap them in the face, I take off the shame now in the name of Jesus. And I put the glory back upon their heads and they're going to operate in the fullness that you made them for. And you're going to have lands and homes and things where people are going to come and feel safe and feel blessed and refreshed. You're going to have things to offer. You're not going to be empty handed, says the Lord, but you're going to see that I'm going to give you not just what you have need of, but what you have need of to get the job done. And so father, I bless them in it in Jesus name. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah.
1: Amen. How many are grabbing hold of this miracle anointing? Amen. Can I minister to you, sir? Yes. Can I minister to you? Is this one of these ladies, your wife? No, single? Okay. Come here. All right. What is your name? Daryl. Okay, stretch your hands out towards Daryl. Father, I thank you for this man of God. I thank you, Lord God, that, uh, Lord, that you have put inside of him tremendous faith. Father God, a tremendous strength of faith, a tremendous gift of faith. And the Lord says, Son, I want you to understand the principle that when I put something in somebody, the enemy goes on assignment to try to rob that very thing out of them and to try to hit him with exactly the opposite. And the Lord says, Son, that you've been through a little bit of a season here. Where your faith has gone through a challenge, and where you've uh, where you've uh, looked at even some of the realities, and wanted to see the, the true manifestation of my kingdom, and there was a place where you kind of started feeling as though there were some things inside of you that kind of died. There was some hope. There were some dreams. There were some things that 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 you had been looking to that kind of died. But the Spirit of the Lord says, "Son, that I'm coming in this season right now, and I am bringing resurrection life to your dreams." Says the Lord, "I'm bringing resurrection life." to your hope and to your faith says God and i am breathing mouth to mouth resuscitation even of my holy spirit the breath of god breathing into you filling you, up, filling you up filling you up filling you up says the spirit of god and the lord says son that as you look backwards you kind of have looked and said well you know I, I don't really i shouldn't really complain about anything because really i was the one that i kind of made some mistakes along the way and the lord says son i want you to understand that i'm a redeemer and i redeem you even out of places where you didn't do it all right, and where you didn't dot all your I's and cross all your T's, and where you didn't have all your ducks in a row. The Lord says, Son, that's the beauty of my grace, because my grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. The Lord says, Son, you're not a man that's comfortable with weakness, but the Lord says, Son, I actually love to look at your weaknesses, says the Lord, because it's in those places of weakness that I can pour in my grace, and my grace can be an overflowing measure, and my grace can create that, which is miraculous. The Lord says, Son, if you'll engage your faith during this season, you're going to see exceedingly abundant signs and wonders. You're going to see miracles, says the Spirit of God. You're going to see things that you thought were lost come back to you, says the Spirit of God. You're going to see things that you thought were were the, the, the chapter was closed. The Lord says, Son, you're going to find that I've opened up a new chapter and I'm beginning to write a new chapter, says the Spirit of God. The Lord says, Son, do not count me out. Do not count me down and do not think that I am in any way lied to you about my promise and my purpose, for I'm not a man that I should lie. The Lord says, Son, maybe it didn't turn out the way that you thought, but the Lord says, Son, I yet have a plan. I yet have a promise, and I yet have a purpose that I desire to fulfill in you. Receive resurrection life, and receive resurrection power into the midst of your dreams. The Lord says, Son, I'm delivering you from grief, and I'm delivering you from sorrow, says the Spirit of God. I'm delivering you from that place of disappointment, For the Lord says, Son, I am a God that will take your disappointments and will cause them to become my divine appointments, says the Spirit of God.
0: And I just heard that the Lord said that you've you've been in ICU and that's intensive care unit, and God says He's been there for you and He's been watching, but He also said, I see you, and that uh-huh. He has watched over you in this season of time. And I see God just nursing and caring for you, but you're going to come back to full health, and you're not going to lack any good thing, and God's going to. you're going to say, I'm back. I can't believe it. I'm back. And you're going to be back to who you God made you to be, and what, who you know you can be. And the Lord says, you're not going to have to say, well, I used to be able to. You're going to say, no, this is what the Lord has done for me. Amen?
1: Amen. Before we move into this next anointing that God wants to release, I have one more lady I'd like to minister to this. Sister, right here. Can I prophesy to you? What is your name? Lisa, I have, can you step over? All right there we go. All right. Stretch your hands out towards Lisa. Now, Father, I just speak blessing over Lisa right now. And the Spirit of the Lord says, daughter, I want you to know that I have looked at your heart. The Lord says I've looked at your faith I've looked as uh, at times you look at your faith and you say God I have such little faith God I, I have such such a uh, such a, a small knowledge uh, of, of who you are and how you want to move in my life and yet the Lord says daughter I'm going to take that which seems to you to be so small and I'm going to make it greater and greater and because I'm going to begin to cause uh, my my, uh, my my presence to begin to become real in your life and the Lord says daughter that I am healing your broken heart, because there's been many patterns of brokenness, many cycles of brokenness in your life. And the Lord says, daughter, it even started as a child, and there were some things that happened as a child that broke your heart. And the Lord says, daughter, that as you came into your teen years, you went through some more heartbreak. And then even as adult, the Lord says, daughter, that you you walked even into, into different situations. And as a result, you kind of said, you know, I'm not going to really get my hopes up anymore. I'm not going to really kind of really expect my anymore because I don't want to be disappointed. But the Spirit of the Lord says, Daughter, I want you to know that I've created you to be an influencer. I want you to know that I've created you to be one, that when you speak people will listen. And so the Lord says, Daughter, I want you to know in this season that you and I are having an encounter and I am making myself real to you in this season. And I am healing up your broken heart.' says the Lord. And I am doing a miracle in you so that I can begin to do miracles through you. For I am going to use you to minister a wholeness to to many other people. I'm going to use you to minister and counsel wholeness into many other people's lives. And where they've been broken in marriage, where they've been broken in family, where they've been broken in finances, where they've been broken in their dreams, the Lord says, daughter, I'm going to use you to bring a word of hope, and I'm going to use you to bring a word of life. And I'm going to use you to speak even to your own family, says the Lord, because this is going to be a season of family miracles for you, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I've heard your prayers, I've heard your cry even regarding those that you love. And the Spirit The Lord says, Daughter, I want you to know that as I've heard your cries, I'm moving heaven and earth to touch them. I'm moving heaven and earth to draw them close. And I'm moving heaven and earth to redeem them out of the hand of the enemy. The Lord says, Daughter, release your faith to me, and you won't be disappointed. Release your hope to me, says the Lord, and you're going to find that I've healed you, that I've made you whole, and that I've made you a minister of great kingdom influence for my sake, says the Spirit of the living God. Now, Father, I thank you for your anointing that destroys every yoke. And the Lord says, daughter, don't listen to the accusations of the enemy because it's like you've been in a little bit of a cycle where you felt trapped in some things. And the Lord says, daughter, I am going to give you the power to break out and to break through. Don't fear it anymore. The Lord says, I'm delivering you from fear and I'm delivering you into a whole new season of life, of liberty, of boldness and courage, says the spirit of the living God. Father, I bless her for that in Jesus name. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap for praise. Amen.
0: know, I just want to encourage you that, you know, God has always desired and designed to work with family. And I know some people get a little skittish about that, but the reality is in the Old Testament, the patriarchs laid their hands upon their sons and their daughters, blessed them and expected them to arise in their strength. And even Jesus, when he chose just 12 disciples out of them were those that were related his cousins and brothers and things like that. And they were the ones that were alongside working for the work of the ministry. And so I believe that God has an anointing upon families. In fact, God instituted the family First, And so I believe that we need to have faith that God would cause our families to begin to rise to operate in unity and in ability and to be able to be blessed in a way that we can actually be in ministry. I'm so glad and so blessed to be able to have a father that has gone before me and then blessed me and to see my family operating in that kind of way. But God said he is no respecter of persons and he desires to do, I believe, the same thing. And all those member of the jailer for me and my family. I want to see my family saved. We want to see that which God's given to us to rightly be administrated so that God's blessings would abide. I just want to pray one more time. Father, I pray right now. Just bow your head and open your heart. Father, not only for the prodigals to come home but Lord that we would begin to see greater examples of families that come together and operate in diversities of anointings but in unity of purpose and that they would demonstrate what you intended to do in Adam and Eve from the beginning and as they were to bless their sons and bless the ones that you would give to them that they were to be fruitful and multiply and replenish and in doing so subdue and have dominion and have authority in the earth. Father restore that authority back to the church because we are able to see you redeem in our families and see ministry's birth in a way that would begin to demonstrate what you intended from the beginning and so that's our heart's cry oh god that's our desire and we're just saying here god do it Start it in me even if it looks impossible we're praying and we're believing that you'll do some things in these last days we will just blow our minds it'll be amazing and it'll be wonderful and we'll give you all the praise just give the lord a hand clap hallelujah
1: Amen. Now, one of the next anointings that we really want to release to you is one of the things that we feel like God has really put on us, and this, that is uh, an ability to move into a warfare anointing. Warfare, worship, and breakthrough. Amen. How many believe for breakthrough in your life? Amen. And I believe that when you are in a prophetic flow, there is always going to be that certain nature that wants to confront the works of darkness any place that you see them amen, and you know as I was praying this afternoon, I really was impressed with the fact that god um, that God has uniquely positioned Alaska as a very key strategic military uh, um, positioning now, you guys have got military bases up here right how many of you here are working for the military somehow in some capacity I know there's several okay but But I really believe that there is something that is a a kind of a dual anointing that is upon this state, and that that is that it is a, a state of warriors and a state of worshipers. Amen? That a sound of worship is going to come out of this state that is going to be spread all over the nations. Amen? A sound of worship. Songs being written. A psalmist anointing. Songs that are going to be written. And they're going to be songs that bring glory to God and sing about His majesty. But they're also going to be songs of war. Amen? Amen? Now... In Psalms 8-2, for those of you that may not be comfortable with the concept of songs of war, Psalms 8-2 actually says this, For this purpose I ordained praise. If you read it in NIV, it says, For this purpose I ordained praise, to silence the foe and still the avenger. Amen? So when we worship... When we praise, when we prophesy, when we're prophetic in our worship. Let me tell you, the Isaiah chapter 30, verse 31 says, The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. Amen? So sometimes you're not getting breakthrough, you need to start singing prophetically. You need to start prophesying to the airwaves. If you're not getting breakthrough in your home, you need to start going home and prophesying over your house. If you're not getting breakthrough in your work, you need to get in there early, start prophesying over the office. Take your checkbooks out and prophesy to them. I don't know. Do people even have checkbooks anymore? I'm not sure. We do everything online. Go to your computer then and prophesy to your computer. The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy. But this is what it pairs it with worship. It says, The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy with his scepter. He will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on the back of the enemy with his punishing rod will be to the music of tambourines and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. Come on, that's tough. God wants to raise up a people that are passionate worshipers, but also passionate warriors. Amen? And we war through worship, we war through prayer, we war through the prophetic. Let me tell you, when you give somebody a prophetic word... And you begin to release what God is saying over them. It has the power to break every stronghold of enemy of the enemy. I prophesied over this girl, and I may have told this story last time I was here, but I was in this place where I was ministering to, th- to these girls that were very hurting and very broken, and this young lady was sitting in the back, and she was dressed all in black, and, and, and she was angry. You could just see anger just emanating out of, her, out of her life. And I asked her, I said, can I prophesy to you? And she says, whatever really build your faith, you know? So I called her up and I laid hands on her. She had black fingernails, black lipstick, black, black makeup, long, black, everything, long, black, just darkness. And angry. She comes up and she looks at me like this. Staring me down. So being the woman of faith I am, I just shut my eyes and started prophesying. And I laid my hands on her, and this is what the Lord said. The Lord says, my daughter... You are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. I have not forgotten you. And when the Lord said that to her, she broke and she started weeping. Weeping into a puddle on the floor. And God continued to speak to her about her destiny. And God basically said, it doesn't matter where you've been. Where I'm taking you is I'm going to use you to be a voice for me. And I'm going to put you in front of of high schools and in front of youth groups and in front of community groups. And you're going to tell your story and you're going to set captives free. And when I got done prophesying to her, she stood up and she threw her arms around me and she hugged me. Change, transformation that happened because we released the word of the Lord. After the service, she came up to me and she says, you don't have any idea what the prophetic word did for me. And I said, no, I really don't. She said, but when you said, I am not forgotten, this is why it meant so much to me. And she re- rolled up her sleeve. And on her arm, right here, she had taken a knife and carved the word forgotten into her skin. And the Lord said, you are not forgotten. How many know that there's a a nasty devil that wants to rob, steal, and destroy? We need to use every weapon in our arsenal to fight him. And there is a warfare anointing that we want to release upon you. And I want to release it in one particular area. I want to release it as a mantle. But I want to release one thing in particular that I have just have been sensing since we've been in this valley. And that is this. I want us to really stand against um, a, 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 a new wave of the Jezebel spirit that wants to come into this territory. How many of y'all know about Jezebel? How many have ever had a message, had a dealing? How many are really sick and tired of hearing about Jezebel? Oh my gosh, if I heard one more message about Jezebel in the 80s or 90s, okay? But I'm telling you, this is a new season, okay? I know some of you are going, oh yay, I'm so glad I came tonight to hear this, okay? But let me tell you the way that this particular spirit is manifesting. And I saw this spirit number of years ago, I was in a worship service, and uh, I saw a vision of this demonic Jezebel type spirit rise up, and it looked just like the sea witch on the Little Mermaid. Ursula, y'all know Ursula? Remember how ugly she was, that octopus looking thing, and how ugly she is? That's what it looked like. Like I was in this time of worship, and all of a sudden I see Ursula. And I'm like, okay, what is the deal here? and i knew it was some kind of jezebel spirit now how many understand jezebel hates the prophetic so if we're going to talk about releasing a fresh prophetic mantle you better be ready for something to come up to try to push you back and shut you up and if you think about what ursula did ursula stole the little mermaid's voice and there's an assignment that's coming out of hell that is a Jezebel-type assignment that wants to shut you up, shut you down, steal your voice physically, steal your voice of influence, steal your voice in the Spirit, and guess what? I believe we've got power over all the power of the enemy so that we don't have to go there. Amen? Now, let me ask this question. How many of you physically have had issues with your voice? Stand up if you've had issues with your voice, your mouth, Or you're breathing. Okay, just look around the room for just a second. When this many people stand, it's not just you. Okay, now how many of you that are still seated feel like you've been in a little bit of a battle, perhaps on your work, perhaps in your community, perhaps whatever, that you feel like the enemy has been working to try to shut down your voice of influence? If that's you, I want you to stand up. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. How many believe we have power over this in the name of Jesus, okay? So we're going to take authority over this, and at the same time, we're going to release that warrior anointing. So I want everybody to stand, and we're going to release that warrior anointing, and we're going to break the power of Jezebel.
0: Let's just agree together. Father, we come against every assignment of hell that's tried to invade into our territory. And we begin to arise as the men and women of faith, and we take the sword of the Lord, which is the word of God, which is the release of the prophetic in the earth. And Father, we wield it against the enemy, and we say, No, you will not enter into our territory. And we release the strength of heaven, and we declare the mighty man, the mighty man of God, the mighty man warrior. O oh God, our King, rise up now, O oh Lord, son and fight for us. Father, we agree as warriors for you that we're taking our positioning and we're pushing back the invasion of hell. We're saying now that we will do as it says in Joel. The weak will say, I am strong. And that means in the Hebrew, the weak will say, I am a warrior. And Father, we decree that we are warring against every assignment of hell and that we are victorious more than overcomers in this life. You know, my brother gave a message a number of years ago in our church about the roar of the lion. And I'm telling you what, Jesus is a lion of the tribe of Judah. But in Africa, they say when a lion roars, he's doing three things. One thing he's doing, he's saying, this territory is mine. And then when he roars, he's saying, all these, all of his pride, all of his uh, uh, other, uh, the the, the ones that are part of the the pride, these are mine. And then he's saying, to any intruder, back off. You cannot come and invade and take any place. There is no place for you here. Now, how many can believe that if there's a roar of the Lion of Judah in the heavens... That if we are a part of him, if his DNA is inside of us, if he's the Lion of the tribe of Judah, if Jesus is a warrior, then we have warrior seed inside of us, and there is a roar and a war cry that can come out of us just as well. And so let's do this just in agreement with what God is wanting to do. We're gonna just let, if you will, kind of a war cry roar come out of us that begins to say this. This is our territory. It, well, Asilla belongs to God. We're going to say all this that God's given to me that is part of my family and my calling and my stewardship responsibilities, they're protected because Jesus is arising to fight. And we're going to make a decree that no intruder is going to be able to invade. Come on, let it come out of here, not just out of your mouth, but let that roar and that war cry come out that begins to emanate into the heavens we don't fight with natural weapons we don't sending missiles out or taking tanks or guns against the enemy but we do have weapons and they do pull down strongholds and they do do damage to the kingdoms of darkness so right now one two three run oh Yeah, hey, 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 hey. oh, Hallelujah, 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 hey, hallelujah, hallelujah. How many know it? It was declared over Israel, you cannot be cursed because the shout of the king is in the camp of the Lord. Come on, one more time. Hey! Yeah! Hey! Hey! No curse! No curse! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, watch out, I'm a warrior. (laughs) Hallelujah. You may be seated for one more moment. Listen. I believe one of the things that God's doing that's so wonderful in these last days is He's releasing something called team ministry. And you know what? He's raising up ones that will walk together in unity and purpose and that God had tribes in the Old Testament and they knew how to operate together to get the jobs done. And He has teams that He's releasing. We have deliverance teams, healing teams, ministry teams. You know, we have prophetic teams, hospitality. You know, I believe He sent them out two by two and got all kinds of work done. But I'm telling you, one of the greatest teams God ever released the earth was what he did in the beginning in the garden with Adam and Eve. And he said, I'm going to demonstrate who I am, both male and female. He created them to subdue and have dominion. And you know, God uh, gave a word to us many years ago and he said, you know what? You're going to be able to work together to demonstrate the new things that I'm doing in the earth. And one of the new things God said he's doing is releasing husband and wife team ministry. In fact, honey, just tell them what, what the Lord said to you when you you actually heard the audible voice of the Lord before we ever met or got married.
1: When I was 16 years old, I'd been saved about two years. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And I'd been saved about two years and filled with the Holy Spirit about a month. And I was praying one day in my room, and I heard the, the Lord speak to me. And I'd already made plans about going to college and, and, and having a career. I was going to be a weather girl. You see this front system right here? Okay, I've, All right. Well, I was going to be a weather girl. But anyway, um, I I had a whole career path that was planned. My dad was a meteorologist. That's why I was going to go into that. But I had a a career path that was planned. And the Lord spoke to me in my room one afternoon. And he said, the plans that you've made for your life are not the plans that I've made for your life. And he said, what my plans are is that I'm calling you into full-time ministry. And instead of secular college, I'm going to send you to Bible college. And when you get there, you're going to meet a man... Who uh, and I'm gonna and the two of you will get married, and I'm gonna form of the two of you a team ministry, and I'm gonna send you to the nations of the earth, and sometimes he'll preach and sometimes you'll preach. And this was in 1976, and I, at that point I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, can you show me somebody that's doing what you're talking about because I have no idea what you're talking about. I'd never seen a woman preacher. I'd never seen a husband and wife used together in ministry. How many know that back in those days that was kind of rare? Okay? And, but the Lord said, there's nobody now that I can show you that will be doing what you will be doing because I will be doing a new thing. And we are living in the days of that new thing. And if you turn on the TV now, just about all the ministries on TV, you always see the husband and the wife. You never used to see that, but you almost see the husbands and the wives. And, and throughout the church and throughout ministry, husbands and wives are forming powerful ministry teams. And we, uh, we're we not in competition with each other, but we add strength to strength with the anointing of God. And so I'm going to turn this back and
0: I tell you, there's no better team or greater team that God ever intended to fully express who he is. Because, you know what, in his made, in his image and likeness, he says male and female, he created them alright, in His image and likeness. That means to really get God's image, you really need to see the full expression of who He is. And I believe God always intended for that a together work of the ministry to be expressed in such a way that would say this is my best. This is what I want to do. So this is what I want to agree with you about. If that's in your heart and if you're a couple here and you're saying you know what, that's what I want to believe for. I want to believe for team ministry and how we operate unity, ability, and for us to just work together in that kind of way. Or if you're a single here and you're saying, you know what? I'm not married yet, but that's one I want to believe for. That's what I want to believe that God will do in my marriage and in my future. Then I want you to stand up right now and we want to take of the mantle that God's given to us and just agree that God would do some things for you in such a way that would cause that release of the demonstration of what God's doing in these days to come forth. Now, Father, I thank you for the wonderful blessing that you've given to Jane and I to be able to operate as a team, to travel, to, to pass to oversee ministry and to oversee in family and to be able to go and do the work of the Lord together and to be able to complement by gifting and by calling and by abilities and be able to walk in unity and not in competition, to walk in strength as we are helping helpmates with one another and as we demonstrate who You are in a greater way. And so, Father, I pray right now as we stretch forth our heart and our hands toward every couple that's desirous of that same kind of relief, to take place, Uh, Lord, it may have a unique expression through different couples. It may happen in varied ways, but yet it will say the same thing, that there is a commonality and an ability for us to walk uh, in a way that demonstrates who You are in the full expression, male and female. You created them and that they would subdue and have dominion in the earth. And so, Father, I ask that You would cause there to be that kind of release for those that are desirous for it and those that aren't even married yet, but they're saying, God, do what you need to do in me and do what you need to do even in my mate, in my future so that we can work together rightly. And so that we can rise up and receive that mantle, that double portion that you promised to release in the last days, father, that you're doing a new thing. And we want to be a part of the new that you promised. will begin to demonstrate you. And so father, we release Come on, just receive it. Take a deep breath. Receive it. We release that mantle right now upon this house and upon those that are gathered together. And we ask for your grace to be multiplied and your double portion to come forth in Jesus' name. Come on, let's just give a hand to the King of Kings, to the great I Am. Father, we bless you right now in Jesus' name.
1: I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna. You can be seated. We're gonna turn this back to Pastor Daniel for just a moment, and then we're gonna come back and minister some more. Is that all right? Y'all have any place that you need to be? I mean, the sun doesn't go down for a long time here, so.
2: Awesome. Put your hands together one more time. For the hands. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's bless them. Let's receive an offering for them. Let's take the the opportunity and privilege to give finances to them, bless them, we will send them on. One check from all the giving that's come in over the weekend, including tonight, everything's going to them. Hallelujah. Well, we'll ask them, are you guys going to Indonesia, Dr. Hammond? They're conferring. You're making out a check, make it out to KC. Again, we'll send them on with one check. What a what a powerful time of ministry. Amen. Go ahead, take a moment to do that. they're connected to ministry in Indonesia. They'll get it there. Good. Go ahead. Put it in. Would you write on that? Write on it, Indonesia. It's okay. Praise the Lord. That'll all go to them. They'll see that it gets there. Minister all over the world, these guys. So they're tremendous. Well, get an envelope. God bless you for your enthusiasm. How many of you like a cheerful giver? Amen. Get an envelope. Write on the envelope. Just put Indonesia on that. We'll let them know it'll get there. Praise God. Wonderful. Jesus, for your word, a lamp unto a feet, a light unto a path. Thank you, God, for revelation and truth. Ushers, would you come, please? just bless them. Pastor Ed, would you come? Would you pray over the offering and over the hats? Go for it.
3: just want to declare 3 John. Only one chapter, verse 7 and 8. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the secular world, which is the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support such men and women so that we may be fellow workers with the truth. Father, I'm asking you now as we sow, Father, that we would also reap in the name of Jesus. Lord, it would seal the word. It would seal the word. Father, we seal the word. We are believing you for more open heavens. We are believing you for the prophetic words that absolutely unfold quickly in the name of Jesus. And Father, I'm asking, Father, for their sakes, God, that more doors will be open. And Father, that wherever they walk into, they are walking also with Alaska because we have sown into them. So, Father, we sow to the Spirit. Holy Spirit, Thank you for the work that you have done in their lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for witnessing with our spirit that we are partakers. Therefore, with the finances, we lift up a shout of thanks. Let's all say thanks (laughs) in Jesus'
2: name. Amen. 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 Ushers go right ahead. Thank you, Pastor.
0: feel the presence of the Lord here. It's just so good to be where God is moving and where His anointing comes and just sets us free and releases. He says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's liberty. What does that mean? That means when God is moving, He begins to break off the things that hold us and limit us and keep us from moving into the fullness of what He has called us to operate in. And uh, I believe that one thing that the prophetic always does The prophetic not only is the releasing of God's Word, which means it's a sowing of seed. I believe when there's good soil, then... When seed goes forth, it reproduces like kind and it brings great fruit for the kingdom of God. That when we prophesy or when God speaks or releases His Word, it brings forth uh, that ability of God to be able to reproduce fruit inside of us, if you will. It's a seed sown and then that uh, uh, release of that seed. There's more than that. I believe that also the Word of the Lord waters and it kind of, if you will, germinates things. It brings it to life. If you will, there's an activation anointing, a stirring up anointing. It brings things to full release to operate the way it's supposed to in our life. And so there may be seeds sometimes inside of us that have been laying dormant for a time or gifts that have not been operating the way that God intended them to operate, but there's something about the prophetic. I've seen my dads for the last 50, 60 years and traveling with them in ministry over uh, all these years in the nations of the earth, and I've seen it again and again, the Word of the Lord just bringing to life things inside of people where they all of a sudden, they weren't operating, but now they are because God began to breathe just like He did with Adam, the breath of life. That word in the New Testament uh, for spirit and breath are the same thing. That pneuma is the breath, the spirit, the life of God, releasing something that's inanimate to operate, activating it, if you will, releasing it. Now, what I want to believe for tonight is that no one will go away untouched or unministered to. And the way we're going to do that is that we're going to believe for an activation anointing to be here tonight to begin to release God's spirit in such a way that everyone will minister and everyone will be ministered to. Is that possible? I believe it is. I believe God's raising up a whole generation that uh, our sons and our daughters were prophesy. That's not to talk about young ones. That means we're all sons and daughters of God. And that means we're all supposed to be able to operate in the anointing that God's pouring out His Spirit. So let's do this. I want us all to stand up. And this is what I want to do first. You know, it says in 2 Timothy one six, it says that God, uh, through Paul, spoke to Timothy and said, Son, stir up the gift of God. That's in you. But Timothy wasn't operating in the gift that he was supposed to. But he said to him this He said, Because God has not given you the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. God's given you what you need to deal with the spirit of fear. I'm showing you that I love you, and I've given you the power by my Holy Spirit, and I've given you the mind of Christ, and because of that, fear will not rule the day, but you will operate by faith, and you will minister the way that you're called to. So I want us to do this, first and foremost. I want every one of us to just put our hands on our heart, and I want to come in agreement with the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There's liberty. Where the spirit of fear is, there's captivity. And so we're going to come against the spirit of fear and say it will not rule the day tonight in our life or in any other way. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against every assignment of the spirit of fear and everything the enemy's tried to do to bind us up and limit us and stop us and keep us from operating in the gifts, keep us from operating in faith, keep us from doing the works of Christ. Father, right now we say fear. We put you underneath of our feet. And we say, heart, be bold, be strong, be courageous. And we stir up the anointing of God. And we release the abilities of heaven to be demonstrated through us. Father, we say that we are sons and daughters. And that you're pouring out your spirit. And we will release the word of the Lord. And we will strengthen the weak. And we will set captives free. And we will not be bound by fear. We say, fear, you got to. Go in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Amen.
1: Before we do this activation, I just want to read to you another prophetic word that came in from our team. He said, I felt the Lord saying that as Alaska represents a watchman area for the United States, that the Lord desires it to be a spiritual watchman womb. The Lord will raise up those from there who will be like a spiritual watchman for the United States. There will be a spiritual boldness as a forerunner state to pioneer pathways for the other states as well. There will be a new boom of prosperity linked to natural resource reserves begin to be released in 2012 in a level not seen ever before. This will cause some boomtown areas to once again arise. The assignment of depression and oppression that rests upon the people is a needed target of influence. That will happen in the spirit, but also with some practical programs as well. There's an inheritance for the native people groups that is yet to be released. Father, we release this word right now, and we break every spirit of oppression, every spirit of depression, and every spirit of fear, and we release the inheritance to the natives in Jesus' name
0: also heard that God said there's going to be major resource centers that are going to be based in this state and resource Research resources that are going to be released that's going to fund some things that will bring great blessing uh, to the people of this land. Let's do this right now. Uh, we're going to just take this opportunity and minister one to another. I'd like uh, us just to turn around and find uh, a group of about four people. Let's do that. Find a little group and let's circle up and take hands. And, uh, maybe you don't need to necessarily get your husband or wife, maybe get somebody else you don't know, but it doesn't really matter. Move out into the aisles and just form up circles. Form up a circle of four people people. Form up a circle. Real quick. Come on, guys. Form up a circle of four people. Four people, if you can. There's plenty of uh, room down here by the altar. If you need to come forward, come on down. You may not want to have chairs in the middle of your circle because you're going to be putting people in the middle. So if you need to come down front, come on down. All right, let's, let's just take a little chance and an opportunity to minister one to another. Four people. All right. Let's try to keep it to four if we can. Four, five at the max. But if we can do four, that would be good. Okay. Four, five at the most. Come on. Let's find a a group. Anybody else need more in your group? All right. Okay. All right. Now, this is what we're going to do. Just for a minute. I need one person in the group to be elected or select yourself or select them and say, okay, I'll help lead this group uh, for this activation. Let me see your hand. All right, point point to them, lift up their hand for them, do something, come on, you know how to do it. Find somebody that will help lead the activation. It's not a scary thing, guys. It's not going to be hard. All right, you got somebody? Okay, I want this group to come up here close. Uh, You guys come up here. Let me show you what what we're going to be doing. Guys, go ahead and circle up. Who's going to be the leader? All right, wonderful. This is what we're going to do. All right, whoever is the leader, lift up your hand right now. Okay? If you know that you have a right hand and the person to that right hand, see that person? That's right here. She's going to go in the middle or he's going to go in the whoever it is. Put that person in the middle of your group. All right? Now, circle up your hands around about them. Now, this is what we're going to do. Shh, just for a minute. This is what we're going to do. The leader is going to do this. I'm going to lead you. Uh, the first time. After that, the leader's going to lead you, and this is what they're going to do. They're going to say, okay, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. And then they're going to have everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Why do we pray in the Holy Ghost? Because Jude says we are built up in our faith when we're praying in the Holy Ghost. Why do you need to be built up in faith? Because Romans 12, 6 says we prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. So we move in the gifts of God according to our faith. Alright? So this is what we're going to do. Oh, I'm going to lead you in the first one, and I'm going to say, let's all pray in the Holy Ghost. So we'll pray in the Holy Ghost for a few moments, and then when we get done, we're going to we're just going to go quiet for a few moments and listen to the Lord. And then the leader is going to start off, and you're going to face the leader, face her. And she's going to share. You can, you at that point, you can let go of your hands or, or not. It's up to you. But she's going to share whatever God's given to her. And then when you're done, you're going to just encourage... The next one to your right, they're going to share. You're going to face turn her just her. And then she's going to share, or he or whoever you are out there, they're going to share what they got. And then you're going to go over here, and then the, the next person, everybody's going to share. And listen, leader, if that person says, I don't know if I got anything, then say this to them. If you thought... You might have gotten something. What would it have been? Okay? Because it's a still, small voice. All right? You might say, oh, it's just me. No, maybe it's God. And that little thing you share is exactly what they need. Okay? So everybody shares. And then you minister to them. And then when you're done, then what's going to happen is you're going to clap. Okay? Just try that. Just clap. Go ahead, you guys. Yay! We praise the Lord for ministering to them. And then you're going to step back into the circle. And then you'll go into the middle of the next person. And then you're going to do the same routine in that you're going to pray. You're going to ask the Lord for a word, You're going to go quiet for a moment. The leader will lead you. And then the leader again will lead out. And then you go all the way around and minister to them. And then you're going to clap and say, thank you, Lord. And then the next person. And then the last one to be in is the leader. Okay, and when they go in, then the next person in line will help lead that activation. All right, you'll be the first one. Everybody will minister, everybody will be ministered to. How many say that's okay? So we've already dealt with the spirit of fear, alright? And so we're going to operate in faith. So I'm going to lead the groups, all the groups right now. We'll lead the first one through so you'll have exactly knowing how to do this. And we're going to minister one to another and God's going to do some amazing things, alright? So right now everybody, you can close your eyes because I know uh, we don't want you to be afraid of the faces of men, alright? So we don't want you to to walk in fear but walk in faith. Close your eyes just to concentrate on what you Doing, and we're gonna pray in the Holy Ghost to build up our faith. Come on, stir up the anointing. We stir up the gifts of God. We stir up the anointing of God. We stir up the graces of God. We stir up the abilities in the saints. We stir up the Holy Ghost, Father. We agree with what you want to do in ministry, Father. We thank you that you want to use us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, now let's just go quiet for a moment. We go quiet so we can just zero in on what we're sensing, what we're seeing, what we're feeling. No ministry yet. Let's just wait. No praying right now, but just quiet listen to the Lord as best you can kind of hear what you hear God saying to that person in the middle alright just listen to the Lord what are you saying Lord just listen we're going to be just receiving right now just receive thank you Lord thank you Lord get it as clear as you can get into your heart alright alright thank you Lord Okay, open your eyes. Leader, smile at them. Let them know you got something good for them. All right, leader, you're going to start off. Share what you got from God for them. Minister to them. Then go all the way around the circle. Everybody will share and minister to the one in the center. When you're done ministering to that person, clap your hands. And then you'll switch that one out and put the next one in and minister. And when you're done, clap your hands. Work your way all the way around the circle. All right, one, two, three, start ministering. Amen. Start blessing them.
1: Y'all are doing great. Just keep pressing in, listening to the Lord for the next one in the circle. Awesome job.
2: Praise God. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to interrupt you real quick. You can keep going. I just want to officially dismiss, and it sounds like a hen house in here, y'all, just going off. It's awesome. You having fun? Good. Do this out there. Reach the lost. Amen. Let's flow in the power of God. Just a couple things will let you get back. If I could have everybody's attention, please. If you would visit the book table out there, these are books that will transform your life. Book on the Deborah Company. If you're a female, you need to buy it. Men, you need to get it for your wives and read it yourself. It'll help you. Dreams and visions. When I read this book, I began to have more. It's the best book on dreams and visions I've ever read. Tremendous. The Cyrus Decree will teach you principles that'll change your life. So visit the table. It'll be a blessing to them. And uh, then they won't have to take them back either. God bless you. We bless you tonight. Pastor Rick... Would you do me a favor? Would you just pray over us? And feel free to just hang out and continue to share thoughts from the throne. Pastor Rick is just going to pray over us. Go ahead, Pastor Rick.
4: Father, we just thank you tonight for all that you have done. We thank you, Father, because we know that your will has been done here. And, Father, we thank you, Father, for the revelation. We thank you for the changing of lives. We know this is not the end of this. It's only the beginning. And, Father, we thank you because... Our lives will never be the same. Wasilla will never be the same. Alaska will never be the same. The world will never be the same because this is a life-changing, world-changing event that has taken place. And, Father, we praise you and thank you for your divine protection on all of us as we go to our homes. We thank you, Father, for your anointing upon us. And we just give you the praise, the glory, and the honor tonight in the name of Jesus, the name above every name in heaven, on earth, and in hell that every name has to bow to that name. We just, In Jesus' name, amen. Put your hands together for Jesus right now. Come on, give a shout to God.
2: Did you get encouraged? Did you get strengthened? Hallelujah! God bless you. Praise the Lord. Feel free to hang out. If you can put a CD on there for me, Mike.